Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of another film podcast. My name is Tierney. My name is Colin. My name is Matt. Yes. Not at all. Very pensive. Just tried something new this time. Yeah. And every time. I was going to say, as opposed to... Yeah, well, that's true. Um, So this is the first episode of season three or whatever. So... um, Oh, yeah. We did it, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What an intro for (laughs) this momentous occasion. You told me to say it's season three or whatever. And I said, do you want me to say it's season three or whatever? And then you said, Do I need to write a script next time? Yes. Probably. (laughs) It's actually, I think, what a lot of podcasts do. So, maybe you we really? Step up our game. Uh, which, you know, before we even get into the details of season three, our Spotify wrapped, very oh. promising. Uh-huh. Yeah, that is. <laughs> that's a thing that I forgot about that happened two weeks yeah. ago. Our Barry Lyndon um, was the, was the uh, what do they say, the dark horse of all of 2022? Yeah, most listened to episode of the entire year. We had listeners this year. Yeah, plural. Which is, which is crazy. <laughs> In like 12 countries and shared like how many times? Hundreds of times? I don't know. I think it's Some just one person on using there. a lot of VPNs. Yeah, it's like realistically that's what's happening. <laughs> it's still just listener and they're just popping around in different VPNs. Yes. Yeah. They're <laughs> like the Carmen San Diego of listeners. Exactly. Of listener. Of, of listener. listener. Yeah. <laughs> But we will find who listener is. If you're a listener, if you're listening, email us at our email address, which you can find. Matt doesn't know where, it. Where do we do that? I don't know. It's on the website. One film festival at gmail.com. Um, me. Uh, so, yeah, congratulations on a, a year, guys. Congratulations to us and congratulations to listener. But mostly yeah, really, listener. We mostly listener. We, we, right. We didn't really do much. We, we, we don't deserve content. it. <laughs> um, um, confirmed. The email address is 1ffilmfestival at gmail.com. So. Uh, and also, I do want to give a shout out to uh, a listener who long ago oh. suggested The Handmaiden. We have not forgotten about you. You are on our minds. Um, we had constantly. This Kubrick. We think about constantly. you all the time. Honestly, we have a picture of the email <laughs> that we run our fingers across. But it really did mean a lot to us. So uh, we will be doing the handmaiden at some point. And uh, rest assured, you have not been forgotten. We love you, listener, and suggester. Maybe one and the same. I mean, it has to. (laughs) Definitionally, it has to be one in the same. Unless somebody was just like, this is a movie podcast. They should do handmade. Just blast that email to any movie podcast email address I come across. Empire Podcast. This is a very nice email. Another film podcast. Uh, But we will do it, and uh, it'll be grand. So rest assured. Um, But we are not doing it today, though. So. No, that's not the movie we're doing today. I'm so I don't sorry. want to get your hopes. <laughs> no. I feel like Matt oh, was leading brother. you down the path. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> ah, <laughs> nice tyranny. Wow. Segway? Um, that's a segue, I would say. So let's get into it. Uh, so the first pick for this season is Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Um, hmm. Which was my selection. I'm, I'm kicking it off. 
I selected this movie because I decided to use a theme for Ooh. all of my picks for season three. Uh, and you guys know the other ones I've picked, but listener doesn't. So my category or theme is soundtracks that are compilations that I was obsessed with and listened to on repeat. So Ooh, I'm doing, I love it. I'm Sorry. doing it. Does it, does it looking at my movies? Does it now make sense? Uh, not gonna lie to you, I've forgotten what your movies are, so I'm gonna pull them up real quick. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, they're, I'm doing it chronologically so that I was the youngest for this one, mm-hmm. and then it goes on and on. Um, but yeah, so I saw this movie, I think it, when did it come out? 99? 2000. Something like that. 2000? Oh, 2000. 2000, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think I was year. 10 when it came out. Um, and uh might have been a christmas type release because i remember it being cold and my parents wanted to see this movie and they took their litter of small children to it <laughs> and i was like oh brother i thought this sounds so fucking stupid <laughs> <laughs> and then it, of course 10 year old <laughs> yeah yeah i was like this is this just looks like the dumbest movie which i had never seen anything all i knew was the title and i was like this just sounds stupid and then we got in the movie and it starts in like black and white sort of and like the old uh silent movie and i just i remember turning to my parents and being like what old timey movie did you take oh my god i should also say that we went to a matinee because so many children um (laughs) and it smelled like old people (laughs) wow hell yeah really setting the scene perfectly for the movie actually and i think i was like had an invitation to probably like go play like laser tag or something and couldn't go because i had to go see this movie um but i ended up really liking it and i love the soundtrack and uh i think my dad had it on cd and i used to listen to it all the time all the time um but yeah uh, I remember also thinking George Clooney was, like, really cute in this movie uh-huh. <laughs> at 10. Natch. Uh, so that was my first experience with the movie, and then I've seen it um, multiple times since then. Um, it'd been a few years before I watched it this time. I think it was probably, like, seven years-ish. Um, yeah, it was, I think it was, like, 2013. Um, I watched, like, all of the Coen Brothers movies. And that was probably the last time I watched this. Um, um, quick sidebar. 2013 was almost 10 years ago. So. Bum, <laughs> so, bum, bum. so I just wanted to make sure everybody's feeling as terrible as I am when I did that. Yeah, when I said seven years, it was yeah. definitely because time stopped in 2020. <laughs> yeah. I just want everybody else to feel as miserable as pause. I am when I do that quick math in my head. I'm like, fuck. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Me no likey. This is upsetting. Uh, this, this is obviously this is an audio medium, but I really wish that people could have seen Tierney when I said <laughs> that. And she just immediately started staring into the middle distance, <laughs> <and just laughs> lost all emotion on her face, and was just like, "Oh God!" <laughs> uh, Which was precisely the reaction I was looking for. So thank you. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, Which sorry. one of you guys wants to go now? I can go. Uh, yeah, you go. Uh, 
I saw this movie, this was rewatching it for the pod last night. It was the second time I've seen this movie. I saw it once hmm. when I was in high school-ish, I think. Probably either in high school or like early college, one of the two. Um, and I remember watching it and being like, yeah, that like that was entertaining and fun, but not really thinking much more than that. Um, and then at some point in college, we did, my fraternity did uh, like country slash folk theme for our song fest. And we did sing Man of Constant Sorrow. Because it's a which, banger. Which I was like, this, <laughs> yeah. that was like the first time it had like re-entered my life since watching the movie and like mostly forgetting about the movie. And I was like, man, this song fucking slaps. Uh, and so then I had like a moment where I was like, oh, should I re-watch that movie? And then I didn't. Um, but <laughs> I watched it again last night and I my opinion remains unchanged. I do not think that this movie is a masterpiece in the way that a lot of people seem to. Like... I don't know. I feel like this movie always gets really highly rated when people talk about Coen Brothers movies. And I think it's like... Because it's fun, well, Colin. What? You yeah, like Avatar right. and you highly rate it just because it's fun. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm just uh, kidding. Thank you, Colin. Shout out to, uh, <clears throat> shout out to uh, friend of the pop, Jim, who may or may not see that I rated Oh Brother, Where Art Thou less than Avatar and <laughs> will, oh give, will give me shit for it later. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> forgot to actually but anyway i think like it's i think it's a well-made movie and i think that parts of it are really fun and funny but i do think that it kind of drags which could be partially due to the fact that i watched it kind of late last night but like i thought it started really strong and i thought it ended really strong but there was some stuff in the middle i know (laughs) bitch (laughs) i'm glad there was some stuff in the middle that i was just like eh uh, I would. Here's what I'll say. Give me Inside Lewin Davis and its accompanying soundtrack over Oh Brother Where Art Thou any day. The soundtrack more than. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> First of all, A, I love the Inside Lewin Davis soundtrack, but a lot of the Inside Lewin Davis soundtrack, they're just doing covers. They're not even yeah. new songs, which a lot of this is also covers, but there's just a lot more personality and pizzazz. In the in this than in the uh, inside Louis I think Davis. That that's probably fair, but I don't. I like how cold. Oh, what a take! <laughs> inside Louis Davis. Is. I feel like I just cleared like <coughs> the blast from that just cleared cobwebs out of my brain. <laughs> anyway, uh, Matt, you go ahead. Yeah, so Matt, tell us. <laughs> um, Colin bring, is wrong. It is up. a masterpiece. <laughs> Start to finish, one of the best Coen Brother movies by far. I think I would probably rank Inside Lewin Davis above it as a movie that I like, but I think the soundtrack of O Brother War Art Thou is all time mm-hmm. and the best soundtrack of any Coen Brother movie. Thank you. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, so I saw this for the first time. I think it had to have been in college because I did like a Coen Brother like marathon to try to catch up because i had missed so much i think you mean your parents didn't drag you to to a movie filled with old people no they rented fargo and said it was weird we don't want you to watch it so that's how i grew up uh my neighbor i eventually watched fargo no you go it's your turn no it's your turn i was just gonna tell you that (laughs) my i learned the ending of fargo before i saw it because my neighbor made 
your neighbor was shoving somebody into a wood chipper? <laughs> he had a wood chipper, and I was watching him, like, put whole, like, tree trunks and branches into it. And then he made some joke about putting a person into it, like in the movie Fargo. And I was like, what? I was probably like around the same age, okay. nine, nine, ten. And I was like, that's. And then, of course, I wanted to be like, I want to watch that movie. <laughs> Why does that happen? Body in a what now? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Your parents thought well, Fargo um, was weird. Yeah, but then I watched Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I'm pretty sure in college, I think I rented it from my community college, and then watch it with my parents, and my mom loved it, and I probably rewatch this movie every couple of years. I think the last time I watched this was in, like, 2020 as, like, a comfort movie, because um, I think it's genuinely very funny, very sweet. Uh, it, the writing is unlike any other movie. It's Correct. so... It's like... The way that Robert Eggers does his, like, old-timey talk that sounds very authentic to that time, that's what this one does, but it's happy instead of, like, twisted and and disturbing. Uh, But, yeah, I love it so much. And I think everybody does a dynamite job. I wrote so many notes, and I've seen this movie so many times and was just like, oh, I got to comment on all these things. Uh, Yeah, I think it's it's also their funniest movie. I think it's funnier than any other uh, Coen Brother movie. Um, Interesting. And is still funny to the point where uh, I wrote it down, but there was like, normally it's like, oh, you chuckle at lines you've heard a million times before. But there was one line that I actually like guffawed loudly <laughs> while watching this movie. And it was, uh, oh, <laughs> Delmar says, the two of us were fixing to fornicate. <laughs> <laughs> I literally wrote that exact line down. Oh, my God. I thought it was so funny. Yep. Um, that was one of the ones I noted. <laughs> I just love Delmar. I think he's so funny. All three are great. Yeah. But Delmar is so sweet. And, like, pure. Yeah. <laughs> he's the just the best. The two of us are fixing a fornicate. <laughs> uh but even my so my first note just to build off what you said is that uh, the dialogue in this movie is incredible. The stuff coming out mm-hmm. of Everett McGill's mouth is like poetry. Yeah, truly, it's so funny. And he delivers it so well. Yeah. Um, and I think actually, Matt, as a mythology person, I'd be interested mm-hmm. to hear your thoughts because I think this is one of the best adaptations. It would be in the top ten of all adaptations, just in the sense that it is, it like to do a literal adaptation is like kind of easy because it's all right there, but to map it over something else um, mm-hmm. is much more challenging, and it works so well that I would be interested, Matt, to hear your thoughts. Oh yeah, I think it works really well. I think especially because it's such a different setting, and so like when you're adapting something instead of just doing exactly the same thing, you always want to bring a unique flair to the retelling. Mm-hmm. And this one fits perfectly within the reality of the American <clears throat> South, but also really, uh, you know, hits all the points of the Odyssey that are, that like, you know, tell the same story. It's like a guy who's on his way back home and trying to get his family back. And like... And there's you know, a new suitor... All, and he's bona fide. He's a suitor. He's bona fide. I was thinking that we should start 
telling each other that we are either bona fide or not bona fide. <laughs> Like just as like as a as a thing, yeah. like when somebody says it's something bonafide. that we disagree with, that that's not bona fide. <laughs> I'm on board. <laughs> I think that's not bona fide. You know, keep keep that in mind that that might be entering the the lexicon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> listener, keep your ears peeled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wrote down a bunch of lines that I like. That I was just like, I want to make sure we talk about these. And he's bona fide, and he's a suitor. Are two of those lines. <laughs> And just the repetition of those lines of, he's a suitor. Mama says he's bona fide. Mama says he's bona fide. <laughs> Doesn't it also, like, he's got prospects? Isn't that? He's got prospects. He's bona fide. Yeah. <laughs> Helly Hunter is great in this. Best thing you ever did for those kids is getting hit by that train. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't hit by no train. Uh, no, I'm the goddamn paterfamilia. <laughs> There's so many, like, literally, this will just be me shouting out lines from this movie that I think are so funny. My mom still quotes, I'm the damn paterfamilias all the time. Oh, yeah. I can't read that word without think, without hearing George Clooney in my mind. Uh, one that I like to quote uh, is, which is like a throwaway line, as is often the case for me. Um, when the little kid goes, she done R-U-N-N-O-F-T. <laughs> Come uh, on, boys. We're going to argue. Oh, yeah. No, it's the dad that says she's done run, run off. <laughs> God. Uh, I, I guess, yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. Uh, Just hit us with your it. lines, Matt. Just give us the highlights. All right. I'll give the highlights. Um, the other one is, damn, we're in a tight spot. Classic. And, and continuing by, to repeat that over and over yeah. and over. And yeah. every single time they're in a tight spot, he just keeps saying yeah. it. <laughs> and the best funny. one is when you're outside the barn and you're with the cops and they're <laughs> just... starting to light the torch and you're, damn, we're in a tight spot. <laughs> From the barn. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> and when you see the flyer come in, just damn, we're in a tight spot over and over again. And, and then also bookended with my hair, my hair. <laughs> and he's in a hairnet too. Everett, wake up, my hair. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Dapper Dan God. man. I'm a Dapper Dan man. That's, and that's it. It's like it's Coen Brother writing at its like most fun and most jubilant where everyone is just like a sweet good person except for the monsters who are like disgustingly evil and just like fun to be this like yeah foil. but even like john john goodman's cyclops is like yeah. so villainous that yeah. it is like a caricature which is also seeing the funny papers boys and he squeezes the toad with his hand <laughs> chucks it to yeah. the tree <laughs> Uh, One of my other lines that I wrote down was, I don't understand, Dan. <laughs> I don't understand. What's going on, Big Dan? What's going on, Big Dan? And then he just clubs him over the head. In corn. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on, Big Dan? After he slugs poor Delmer. Delmer is uh, just the best. Yeah. Uh, the, other, the other great line is, we thought you was a toad. What? <laughs> Do not seek the treasure. <laughs> oh, it's uh, okay. What other what other lines do I got here? Uh, Dan Paterfamilias, we got that one. Uh, I still think "Stay out of the Woolworths" is an incredible line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
the number of times that they say, shut up, Delmer, when he's not doing anything or talking. <laughs> <laughs> he's just there. <laughs> Which I feel like if you were, uh, were going to do a Disney remake of Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, an animated Disney remake of Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, Mickey Mouse would be Everett. Donald Duck would be, uh, uh, what's his name? Pete. Pete. Uh, Pete. And then uh, Goofy, Goofy is Delmer. 100%, yeah. <laughs> it's a classic trifecta. I don't know right enough there. about those characters to really... Donald's at all, always in a bad mood. Goofy is uh, gullible but sweet. And Mickey is the leader. Okay. Yeah. And then Pete, Goofy's nemesis, could be the Cyclops. Guys, it just it works perfectly. Are you gonna... If anyone's listening and wants to do like a deviant <laughs> art version of these characters, please do. I think if you should... uh, Mr. Disney is listening, <laughs> yeah. I think is yeah. what you Mr. mean. Dis- Mr. Walt Disney, <clears throat> if they're blasting this in your cryogenic tube and you're hearing this, <laughs> direct your minions to make this for us. I was going to say, I mean, Disney's whole thing right now is the live action remakes, but it's, it's, we, sh- we should inverse. flip it. We should do the inverse. Inverse, exactly. baby. <laughs> and like, okay, you want sure. An animated this, oh brother yeah, right now. This wasn't a Disney movie, but like, it can be. We can make it one. Yeah. <laughs> Just imagine Goofy playing with that fake beard on stage, like playing the spoons on his knee. Also, can we just talk about, um, I mean, can we just jump to the end real quick? Um, I guess, sure. I mean, this movie's over 20 years old. I can't feel bad about (laughs) (laughs) So that, when I said that I uh, had a little bit of a crush on George Clooney, it is mostly from that last scene when he's on stage. Oh my Uh, God. Because it is literally is an old yes. prospector. No. Okay, let me defend as myself before we start drawing conclusions. No, it's the me. Well, at that point, you've had a whole movie of him like being all sly looking or hot. I know, and looking good. You just, it's the, you just it's, said that you were not attracted to him until he had the full old man beard. No, and that's when you were like, ooh. I said the thing that that sealed it is not the way that he looked in the end. It's his playfulness when oh, he's yeah. on stage. Mm. If you let me fucking finish. Yeah. Um, now we know. And like his dancing is really goofy and funny. And uh, watching Holly Hunter react to him yeah. is like one of the most like oh moments of like movies, I think. Yeah. Because uh, she, likes, she likes how troubled he is. And he's like really charming. Yes, he's in an yeah. old prospector man beard, but like he's very charming. <laughs> yeah. As as that yeah, as well. And when he pulls the beard down, I was like, whew. As a ten year old. What else are you gonna pull down, Mr. Yeah, Grady? Exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, I love watching her uh, repeatedly throughout the whole performance be like because it's also like she's been hearing that song for a week. And she's like, you're him? Mm-hmm. And also it's like, god damn, you're so charming. <laughs> I love it. It's great. Yeah. Uh, and just like him being the leader of this little like ragtag team and somehow making it out of all this trouble is like, man, what a guy. Yeah. That's, that's Odysseus. That's Everett McGill. Mm-hmm. Ulysses Everett McGill. Mm-hmm. Which also, uh, here's my theory. I think he, this character, might be the great-grandfather of a different McGill. Oh. One, Jimmy oh. McGill. Oh! 
who is better known as Saul Goodman from Breaking Bad. Jimmy McGill being a con artist. Everett McGill being a sly con artist. I don't know. And the world of the Coens feels like it would very much exist within the world of the ABQ crime universe. I mean, that's the movie I want to see. Sorry, sorry, Mr. <laughs> Disney. <laughs> take it back. I, we don't want that anymore. <laughs> but, like, Hustling. This is, this is the original Jimmy Hustle, if there ever was one. Yeah. So, that's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. And, uh, and yeah, Everett McGill. That's canon now, time. so. That's canon. You can't, you can't take it. You can't take that away from me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, That's just for me. One thing I kind of realized watching this movie, and this might be like potentially a hot take. Um, oh, interesting. But if you got you guys are familiar with like the these two people are the same people but in different fonts. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just want to make sure that you're aware of that saying before I before I say it. I think that Delmer and <clears throat> Sam Rockwell are the same person but in different fonts. Tim Blake Nelson. Uh-huh. And Sam Rockwell. And Sam... Oh, and Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Who did you think she was? <laughs> I, Sam Neal. No. No, Sam Rockwell. And okay. I was like, excuse me, Tierney? Now I understand your intense level of confusion. Because when she said no, that, no, I was no. like, yeah, I, I, can, I can see it. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, Tim Blake Nelson should play Sam Rockwell's dad. In a movie? Yeah, he should. Yeah. Somebody make it happen. Mr. Disney. Mr. Disney. Hello, Mr. Disney. <laughs> we did just take a movie away from you, so here's another one you can have. Exactly. <laughs> but I We're talking your ideas left and right. I noticed that watching it, I was like, oh, they like look a lot alike, but like different, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, oh, they're like the same person, but different fonts. You know? Um, that works. Do you know the age difference between Tim Blake Nelson and Sam Rockwell? Five years. <laughs> is it? It is 14 years? Four years. Yeah, when you said dad, I was like, what? (laughs) When you said dad, I was like, I don't know if that checks out. And so I looked it up, and Tim Blake Nelson is 58, Sam Rockwell is 54. Wow. (laughs) So. Yeah. (laughs) You know. Sorry, Tim Blake Nelson. Didn't mean it. Um, Quick sidebar. While we're talking about Tim Blake Nelson, and while we're talking about Coen Brothers, and while we're talking about music from Coen Brothers movies. Uh, when a Cowboy Trades his uh, Spurs for Wings from Ballad <laughs> so Buster Scruggs. another great one. It's so fucking good. <laughs> and I'm like still angry that that didn't win an Oscar <laughs> to this day. That is a pretty good song. <laughs> Even just that first that first bit should have. Yeah. I feel like every Coen Brothers movie has like a very quotable line that you can just quote until death even like hail caesar which i remember you guys were like it's so boring and i was like i don't think it's that boring and i fell asleep i still haven't seen it uh but that yeah colin was like oh it's it's so boring and i was like i heard it was pretty good and i went to watch it on like i don't know some night on the projector and i just Mm-hmm. Passed out asleep. like thirty minutes in, <laughs> pretty much right after the like would that it were so simple. I quite literally yeah. quoted that scene 
earlier today in a text message with Matt because yeah. that yeah. is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> no, no, stop saying it like that. Why are you saying it like that? Would that it twere so simple. Would that it twere so simple. Would that it twere so simple. <laughs> no, stop that. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Would that it twere so simple. Would that it twere so simple. I think also... But go ahead. I was gonna. I was just gonna say. I think I might agree with you guys that this, like, from start to finish, this is maybe the funniest Cone. I think Burn After Reading is really funny. What are you crazy compared to this? It's not as funny not, as this, but it's pretty. That's funny. what I'm saying. Like, I think Burn After Reading is really funny, but I do think I agree with you that, like, top to bottom, this is probably their consistent, like, most consistently funny movie. But I do think stuff like the Would That It Were So Simple sequence, like the highs in some of their other movies, to me, are higher than this movie. Yeah, I think sure. also, um, I think it came out in like 2009-ish. The, um, it's the one with Colin Firth. Okay, I'm going to leave this <laughs> conversation. How dare you? Sneaky bastard. Got him. How dare you? <laughs> you mean our... a serious man? The Coen Brother movie, A Serious Man? Oh, I thought it was yes, a, a, a simple man. No. Or, yeah. A single man. You got it wrong. You don't even know what a you're A simple plan. God. Sorry. It was just the perfect setup. I couldn't not do it. Yeah. Well, you nailed it. Um, what else are we going to talk about <laughs> This movie. Um, I mean... I like that they're good They're good men. These are good men, you know? They're doing their best. They leave money on the windowsill when they steal that pie. That's Delmar. Delmar? Is it Delmar or Delmar? It's, it's Delmar. I, I mean, it's spelled Delmar, M-A-R, but I think they all pronounce it Delmer. Del- Delmar. Delmar. But most of the, the good stuff is all him. That's true. Yeah. He wants to go to heaven. Yeah. He wants he to gets... trade his spurs for wings. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to finish this podcast and then watch just and the that first. segment. Yeah. 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 Just the first chunk. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. That was mostly. I think we've covered all of my notes. I just. I was going to say, Matt, you said you took so many notes. Were they literally yeah. just lines that you wanted to say? No. So uh, the other thing was that the newspaper, when they toss it in the fire, Oh, yeah. Predicts the, or I guess at some point, I, I guess I missed it. Everett says that they're going to flood the valley, and I guess that's the rush to get the, yes. the gold. But I missed that. So the newspaper, I was like, oh, they call it out right there, too. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just noted that. as like, oh, wow, that's very clever. Uh, also, I, watching that, I was like, how did they, because this would have been, like, before like heavy use of green screens and stuff i was like man how many newspapers do they have to burn to get just that top page to to peel back they probably put a coating on the second page to keep it from burning don't you sass me (laughs) but speaking of green screen did you know that at the time this was the most computer or computer enhanced film uh oh because of produced all the the shots all the the color correcting Exactly. Oh. Every frame is color corrected to such a specific yellow and like sepia. That sepia. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Yeah. Per frame, it was the most uh, digitally enhanced movie of the time. Wow. Isn't that crazy? 
Yeah. For something that is truly entirely practical, it seems like. Yeah. yeah. So. I really yeah, do still think guy. about, even though it's been so long since I saw this movie, just there's so many bits where I'm like, man, I think about these things a lot. <laughs> like the part yeah. where they're jumping on the train and then uh, P can't get on and then it just rips him <laughs> off. Like, I think I've, these are things that have just like come into my mind. Just thinking yeah. about Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah. Um, I also love the, the soundtrack, which I, I feel like I didn't spend enough time saying, but like did also get this on CD and then put it on my iPod and frequently listened to multiple songs from the soundtrack, including Allison Krauss, Krauss. singing Down to the River to, to Pray. Beautiful I song. thought she does Fly Away. Or does she do both? She does both. Okay. And a, 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 another person also does uh, Down to the River to Pray, I think. And... Mm-hmm. The go to sleep, sleep little, little baby. baby. Yeah. The soundtrack, I'm Great telling you, song. is so good. <laughs> In the Big Rock Candy Mountain. The Red yeah. Lake Ground. Which, uh, the reason I love that song so much is because it was uh, part of a Burger King commercial <laughs> in the early 2000s, <laughs> which was the new Tender Crisp Bacon Cheddar Ranch, oh, the breasts they grow on trees, and the rivers of creamy sauce flow right up to your knees. There's tumbleweeds of bacon, and <laughs> cheddar got... paves the streets. You can eat all day, get your lot of tickets paid, and the king who wants you to have it your way, it's the Tender Crisp Bacon Cheddar Ranch. Come and get it. Holy I would shit. just like to point out to our listener that Matt was not reading anything, yeah, not nope. watching anything. That is purely off, from memory. Yeah, off the dome. Just incredible. That is embedded in my brain. It is the one of the grooves in the brain that I have in my head. Uh, and I heard that song before I saw this movie and was like, oh, it's the Santa Cruz Bacon Cheddar Ranch song. I feel like that's... Uh, are, are you guys familiar with Girl Talk, the mashup DJ? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Girl Talk was huge. My, like, junior and senior year of college, we listened to Girl Talk all the time. And for the longest time after, anytime I would hear a song that, like, he mixed, like, he used at some mm-hmm. point, I would always be like, why is this so familiar? Why have I heard this before? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> because, <laughs> like, I'm familiar with talk. the mashup version of this song. So it's, yeah. there was, like, a long time where I was like, oh, it's it's one of the Girl Talk songs out in the wild. <laughs> like, uh-huh. like, <laughs> yeah. In the wild. But for me, it was a Burger King <laughs> but you remember that commercial? I do remember it. No. I would not have remembered yeah. it until you started singing. But as soon as you, it's like a singing, cowboy. Yeah, that's a cowboy, and he walks across this like soundstage of like cartoonish western things. But it's like a like a little bacon tumbleweed and like <laughs> little dancing blocks of cheese. It's amazing. I'm gonna look it up right after this. Um, <laughs> Also, I have just have two notes. I like that the idea that Tyranny's going to go watch the first segment of Ballad of Buster Scrubs, <laughs> and you're just going to go watch a Burger King commercial. <laughs> I wonder what I'm going to watch later. Let's find out. <laughs> well, naturally. We're going to have to wait for how it naturally develops. Uh, but also, I just have two back-to-back notes that I thought are funny now that just say Babyface Nelson and Tim Blake Nelson's faces. <laughs> this Nelson, Nelson face face nelson uh but baby baby face nelson as a character uh my friend connor will sometimes just quote that's baby face 
<laughs> and he'll go, what's that? <laughs> that's me. But he thinks that little old lady that's like, that's me. Is so funny. It is pretty good. Loses his shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like when he says, "Excuse me, some of your folding monies become unstowed." (laughs) (laughs) Such a polite way to be like, "Sir, you're losing cash." (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. and yeah, Tim Blake Nelson's faces are all incredible in this movie. What a character actor. He, yeah. I think we talked about it a little bit ago, but um, like obviously everybody's really good in this movie. But I, the moment when uh, John Goodman like kills the frog and then throws it and you just like, the way that Tim Blake Nelson, who is mostly just a giant idiot goofball in this movie, but like in that sequence mm-hmm. is just like, really just like truly devastated i was like oh damn (laughs) like it's such a weird tonal shift not necessarily in like not in a bad way but it's just like this movie is so silly and then there's that moment where you're just like oh fuck i feel so bad for him because he genuinely thinks his friend got turned into a frog (laughs) which is like the dumbest thing ever (laughs) they left his heart Also, another great Tim Blake Nelson line in this movie is, we was beat up by a Bible salesman and banned from the Woolworths. Or was it just, or was it the one? <laughs> or was it, was it the one branch or all of them? Which I think is also funny because it's, we were beat up by a Bible salesman. Was it the one branch or all of them? Could have related oh, to that. Yeah. Of like getting smacked in the head with a branch oh. and having it feel so hard. Like, was it all of them? Or was it the one branch of the Woolworths? Oh, that's clever. I thought that was a beautiful line. Uh, I didn't even think of that. But yeah, we was beat up by a Bible salesman. Uh, yeah, just an incredible, sweet farm boy. Uh, also, Tim Blake Nelson in Watchmen, also born in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So, appropriate, because that show takes place in Tulsa. I feel um, like a Tulsa accent is hard to shake, because I feel like Bill Hader has a pretty strong one, too. Mm, interesting. Or is that just me? I don't know if I hear it on Bill Hader, but he's just such a like a cartoon voice. Bill Hader. <laughs> yeah, like he can just do whatever. That it's just kind of like a like a default voice. Yeah. Um. Uh, the other thing is that the devil as a character, uh, like the sheriff with the black sunglasses, where there's always flames reflected in them, and then especially at the end when they're like, "But we just got pardoned," like. That's against the law, and he goes, "Oh, well, law is the hu- is a human institution." Yeah. Just to reinforce, like he's not human. This is the devil. Well, and Tommy uh, says that the devil is a white man. Exactly, with hollow eyes yeah. and a hound. So that's that's the devil. Which also we should discuss uh, the way that I think the movie handles race in the uh, in the depression in the South, uh, which I think very much. Uh, villainizes racists very clearly yeah. mm-hmm. and celebrates just being a good person to anyone else and not having it be about race at all. Because at the end, when Tommy's getting taken by the KKK and is going to be hung, they're like, we have to help him. We have to save him. Yeah. And there's no, there's no hesitation among any of them that, like, this is the thing we need to do. We need to save Tommy. 
And then they do in like a real hijinks, like comic strip way <laughs> of like dressing <laughs> up in the clan robes to then swing uh, a flag at them and pole vault it towards <laughs> John Goodman and then drop a flaming cross at them, which is like so big and, uh, and so satisfying to watch too, <laughs> to be like, yeah, crush these fucking clansmen, burn yeah. them alive. <laughs> and even at the end, like, well, also the fact that the guy running for governor is a clansman mm-hmm. as well. It's like the great right. wizard. Yeah. Is uh, kind of realistic. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> and the fact that he gets like uh, arrested at the end is that what or maybe taken off yeah. to kill I don't that part I genuinely am like I don't know who these people are is it other clansmen who are like you ruined our secret or is it just no, like I, people who are like this guy needs to be put down I think they're running him out of town okay. I think yeah. they're like carrying him to the edge of town and being like get out of here scat child we don't want to see you no more so okay. I uh reread the plot synopsis on Wikipedia right before Fully we started thought you were going to say I reread the Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> Just casually reread the Odyssey in preparation for this podcast. <laughs> you know, Homer's great epic. <laughs> I did love that book. Uh, Poem. And there's, so like in the plot description on Wikipedia, when it gets to that part of the, the movie, it's uh, when he demands the group be arrested and reveals his white supremacist views... The crowd runs him out of town on a rail, and that okay. phrase "runs him out of town on a rail" is like a hyperlink. And so I was like, "The fuck!" <laughs> and so I clicked on it, and apparently that was just like a thing uh, in the 18th and 19th century. Like people would just like mm-hmm. put somebody on like a like a pole basically and carry them out of town, basically parade them through town, and everybody would like mock them, and then they would get out of town and just dump them off the pole and be like, "Be gone." So okay. I was like, that makes sense. Oh, I guess like that's, I because I, the context I got from the movie was yeah they're just like okay this guy we got to get rid of him we're just gonna kick him out of town, but I yeah. was like when I was reading the Wikipedia synopsis and saw that like apparently that was like an actual commonplace thing, I was like oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Was that like a like nationwide thing or was that primarily just in the south? Uh, I feel like I've heard it, but it might just be like a small town thing. Okay. No yeah. matter where you are. I mean, it, I'm a big so girl. This doesn't apply to me. <laughs> yeah, also, but you were born not that long after this movie takes place. So. <laughs> Got her! <laughs> <laughs> a lot of these uh, turns of phrases were probably said at your Yeah, one five of the, kid, the kids, that's actually based on my family. Mm. Except instead, oh, yeah, of, I did think... instead of girls, it's boys for me. Yeah, I, I did think of that when you were like... We went to a matinee because there's seven of us. It was like, yeah, that's how many well, kids are here. At the time, there were only six of us when this movie came well, out. Six. Okay, well. The youngest well, hadn't sure. been born yet. You were, uh, that last one was like the little girl on the tether. Yeah, we did giggle. Uh, <laughs> I do remember laughing uh, at that because she's leashed and my youngest brother was leashed as well. And the little war of girls. He would have been theater. he would have been leashed around this time. He was like <laughs> when he was three or four, and he would have been three in two thousand because he would just wander off. And at that point, my mom had five other kids, and one of them also used to just wander off, as well as me. 
Mine was more like getting distracted and getting lost versus uh, Joey would just leave. And so she was like, I need to put this kid on a leash. And then I think I might have told you guys these at the Field Museum. It would only be at like museums and stuff. And it was like a, like a, like a harness. It wasn't just like around his torso. He got lost, even though he had a leash. And I remember looking down the end of Stanley Hall, the huge hall at the Field Museum, uh-huh. and just seeing him walking across with a leash dragging behind him. <laughs> How many people, like, just at the Field Museum that day just saw a child walking around with a leash and were just like, uh... Should They're we do like, something? That kid needs to be leashed. <laughs> uh, we got away. This was also, I feel like people are more accepting of, of leash, leashes on children now. And they have like cute backpack ones. But this was like, it was like, <laughs> you didn't really leash your kids unless it was a last resort. <laughs> and it was like pretty clearly made for a dog. It just happened to be the size of your brother. Like, Let's see what your collar says, buddy. <laughs> Did you guys know anyone who who was leashed? Maybe, I but I, so. I certainly wasn't. I wasn't either. Yeah, we stayed where we were told. I didn't. <laughs> Mine was more I was almost left places because I'd be like off daydreaming um, and not not following where, where the group was. Home Alone um, is based on your life. I, there were times where I would probably daydream that it was. <laughs> um, but I think I told you guys I almost got left in a grocery store and I couldn't find my parents or my mom. And then I happened to pass the entrance to an Osco. It was in an Osco before it merged with Jewel. Um, oh. Yeah, this was back in the 90s. And uh, I remember I looked out into the parking lot and saw her loading up the car with my siblings. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's my mom. <laughs> and then I went out, and I wasn't left behind. Man, it's impressive you've made it this far. I know. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're here with Look us. At you. Look at you now. I know. There's, a, there's always, like, uh, getting in the car after a gas station and counting heads like you do on a school field trip. Yeah. <laughs> God, that Good sounds stuff. so overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> You get used to it. You have no other choice. Yeah, it's like because you have to get used to it. Yeah. But I do remember when the movies, in the movie theater when they came out, uh, seeing the little girl with her, like, uh, twine harness and being like, oh, my God, she's leashed, too. <laughs> oh, I love the way he hears little warvy girl, little warvy gals, and then is like, What? Little Wolfie out, and they're like, oh, daddy, daddy. <laughs> but it's funny that he recognizes it's the maiden name. <laughs> these, these are his daughters. Yeah. Well, it's, surely that's his, the town he lives in. Right. Or lives. But he doesn't know they're the little Warvy Gales now. Oh, yeah. They should be the little McGill Gales. McGales. McGales. Which one of them is... McGales. Is Jimmy's, like, which... Which line flows through? <laughs> Which Jimmy? lineage? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna say the littlest one. It wouldn't work because the right because of the last name. Yeah, unless they were like new age and kept it, you know. Right. Damn. Or, Who knows? Or maybe it was like an illicit uh, affair, and then mm. the 
child just kept the mom's name, you know? Yeah. Um, also, I think this is my favorite George Clooney performance. It's so fun to watch him just be such a giant goofball. When he's in fisticuffs and he gets punched twice and then just keeps <laughs> blinking through it. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah, this is also like what I... I think this was my introductory... Uh, this is my gateway George Clooney role. Um, and so this is kind of like the bar to where if you, it's more serious, I'm usually like, this is boring. Um, <laughs> close uh, runner-up, though, um, which I feel like was probably inspired by his performance in this, is Fantastic Mr. Fox. He's really oh, good. He's oh, really yeah. good in that. He's so good in that. And it's a very similar type of, like, ah, ah, ah. Yes, the energy is very, very similar between yeah. those two characters. Yeah. That's a great point. And he has to, like... Well, in, the, in that movie, he has a better relationship with his wife. Goes, but <laughs> uh, also, sure have you seen the behind the scenes for that movie when they're like out? Because it's all filmed diegetically, which was the word I was trying to think of before when I was talking about raising Arizona. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so they actually like went to a farm somewhere, I think, in like New England, and oh. did all of the scenes like acting to each other but just their voices um or maybe it was just acting toward to Wes Anderson and so there's like clips of him like rolling around in the grass <laughs> doing <laughs> like Mr. Fox lines oh that sounds delightful oh man yeah I gotta see that all right so I think it's in the criterion um, I was just gonna say we found what I'm watching yeah. after we get done recording I'm gonna go grab <laughs> the criterion <laughs> off my shelf <laughs> all right Oh, goodness. Um, Matt, do you want to talk a little bit about the mythology component? Oh, sure. Thanks for inviting me to. Uh, I mean, yeah, I we did all like the first 10 minutes, I know, I was going to say, to be nobody fair, else, nobody else has mentioned you, it. And then you forgot about it, so I'm just re-reminding well, you. <laughs> thank you, uh, Colin only. Just kidding. Thank you, Tini. So thank rude. you, Tini. Um, yeah, I think the... Uh, all of the major players from the Odyssey are there. You got the Sirens, uh, which also are kind of like Cersei, because uh, the, fro- the transformation to a frog is very much like the transformation into pigs mm-hmm. that uh, Cersei does. You get the Cyclops in John Goodman. Um, the Lotus Eaters are the uh, baptism group. So it's like the people that are kind of these fanatics that are you know, having visions and stuff, uh, and they're addicted to these flowers. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other, what, like Scylla and Charybdis. I don't really know what who would really babyface Nelson be because that's one I've never known. I'm not sure either. That might be. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Should we look it up right now? We probably should have beforehand. And then all of the kids would be combined into one Telemachus. Exactly. Oh, wait. Telemachus. And her name's Penny. I never put that exactly. together. Penelope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. And his name is Ulysses, which is the same as Odysseus. That one I knew, but I never put Penelope and Penny together. <laughs> which is probably <laughs> more straightforward. <laughs> yeah, Penny Warvey. Yeah. Let's see. Babyface um, Nelson apparently is a real person. Yes. Yeah, he was a real bank robber. 
baby face. Baby no, face. That's baby face. Which I think also <laughs> Papio Daniel might have been real too. Maybe not. Oh, okay. Look, okay, they've got everything in Wikipedia. Uh, Thank goodness for Wikipedia. The character Papio um, Daniel is based on Texas Governor mm. Lee Papio Daniel. So Irish too. That's also, awesome. his subplot is really funny of them continually not having faith that he'll win. <laughs> Gotta spank, get it spanked. Real good. Uh, I didn't know. Like geographically, does I didn't think Mississippi filled in a lot of valleys. Um, I know they did in Arkansas, mm. and so for a long time I fully thought this movie took place in Arkansas because <laughs> they would flood valleys um, and their man-made lakes that are still there today. I didn't but realize that. I didn't realize they also did it in Mississippi. I guess. Yeah, I don't even know of the yeah the history behind that. Um, I mentioned. Just- while we're talking about that specific thing, uh, I mentioned I saw this movie the one time before this rewatch, and I had mostly I'd like remembered the broad, broad, broad strokes, but like the the biggest thing that like stuck in my brain was just like the final shots, not the final final ones, but like the sequence where it's just all underwater and there's mm-hmm. just a shitload of Dapper Dan cans just like floating by the swirling screen. around. I have no idea why, but that's, like, one of the things that just, like, stuck in my brain that whenever I would think about Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, it was just, like, a Dapper Dan just <laughs> zooming by. Yeah. I don't there's think you're t- alone there's Tommy. that. <laughs> yeah. There's Tommy over there. What are, you on, what are you on there, Tommy? It seems like a rolling desk. Roll-top desk? Roll-top, Roll-top desk. desk. Which, by the way, those, incredible. I had one growing up. Obviously, because I was born in the 1930s. Right, yeah. You didn't have <laughs> but, many right. other options back then, so. <laughs> um, but it's great because when you're finished, you just go and close the whole thing. I will say my grandparents had one of those, and I did have a lot of fun just playing with it. Being like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just... ooh. It's like a train. I believe your grandma also had the strawberry candies with the gooey insides. Uh, that is accurate, yeah. Oh, yeah, mine did I too. had those in my actual house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds about right. It's the um, 1930s also, okay. version of Gushers. <laughs> God. <laughs> Chew Crunch Gushers. Oh, uh, they're so good, though. Papio Daniel is Zeus. Oh. Sheriff Cooley, Sheriff Cooley is Poseidon, which that makes sense. Always pursuing and causing trouble that makes sense wait i thought he was uh, the devil well poseidon in the odyssey the devil's obviously not in the odyssey yeah okay got it yeah uh copy then, that uh, <laughs> <laughs> vernon t waldrip is uh the suitors all of the suitors um i also like seer. that he's the campaign manager yeah for the racist for the KKK dude yeah. yeah so you know that makes him easy to throw to the curve a real shithead yeah he also just looks like a shithead yeah anyway uh, sorry the blind sears the dude actor. on the railroad your your what does he say your uh family or whatever I don't know I can't remember the line who uh, oh Vernon T. Waldrop when uh when he's like, I see that you're 
you're in my oh you're, you're using my hair treatment he goes your treatment <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing dapper dan uh and then the blind seer is obviously tiresias uh who predicts the movie and is the final shot of the movie uh going away having predicted everything correct so yeah there's and most of the other characters are just like yeah the sirens or just care like nobody is baby, is baby face nelson was just a okay i care a various thing i guess so uh but yeah i think the uh, the the adaptation is i i can't think of a lot of other Greek myth adaptations that I like as much as this one. I think this one might be at the top for me. But I did uh, put together like a curriculum idea, like the idea of a curriculum for this class that I wanted to teach in Portland that was going to be adaptations of Greek myths. And this was on it because I was like, obviously, it's so obviously uh, a great retelling. Killing of a Sacred Deer, also a retelling of a Greek myth. So, um, very different tone than this one. <laughs> what about uh, also great adaptation though? Portrait of a yeah, Lady on adaptation. Fire. That Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I think that was also in my curriculum, if I remember correctly. So shouts to Portrait of a Lady on Fire. What myth is that again? Orpheus and Eurydice. Orpheus and Eurydice. All Eurydice. right. Eurydice. Hmm. We discussed Eurydice. <laughs> Eury's dice. But it's uh, definitely yeah. better than, like, most, I don't know, like, Shakespeare stuff usually kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. Like, Shakespeare movies. Um, I don't know. And I think the because Lion the King, Greek stuff the is Lion so King old. slaps, so. Yeah. Uh, which I, for our listener, studied English literature in undergrad. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I was obsessed with The Lion King as a child. To the point where I wanted to be a lion. Um, <laughs> and I was about 26 years old when I was like, oh my God. <laughs> this is the plot of Hamlet. This is wow. just literally Hamlet. <laughs> we were shown it as and a I, Hamlet adaptation in high school. I That's how obvious it was. Remember, I can't remember who I told, but I was like, guys. The Lion King is the plot. I think it was my brother. I was like, the Lion King is the plot of Hamlet. And he and he just went, you could say that with almost any movie because it's Shakespeare. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, fine. And so then I was like, maybe it's just in my brain <laughs> until literally this moment. So thank what? you for validating me. No, everybody, everybody is aware that it's Yeah, I mean, you literally have Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. I thought it was perfect, right. but guess not. For you figured it out on your own, so that's yeah, just just like better. well, well late, yeah. well, well later than we probably should have. All things considered, <laughs> I just yeah, I don't know how that never came up. I literally took a class that was called the work of Shakespeare, and it was all of his plays. You're not a Disney girl, and we all know it. But I was a Lion King girl. Well, this is what happens when you're not a Disney girl. Um, no matter what. Even if you love a lot. How did you learn? I just said, in junior year of high school, my teacher was like, we're going to watch The Lion King for uh, a Hamlet adaptation. And then the head of the department, who was uh, our theater teacher, went, you're watching The Lion King for Hamlet? 
what a joke. And we were like, whoa. And he was also the head of the English department, so it was like, he was not a fan of that curriculum being the what we used in high school. He was like, you should just be studying Hamlet. <laughs> and we were like, all right. <laughs> well, okay. All right, man. Okay. Wow. Okay, you calm down. <laughs> I think it was also the honors English class. So he was like, really, you're doing this in honors English? Read a fucking book. The only good Shakespeare like, we did read a book and now we're watching an adaptation of the yeah. book. Calm down, my guy. We literally I watched... I mean, to be honest, I did not read it, so... Well, we mean, watched yeah. both adaptations of Romeo and Juliet. That's two movies for one book in high yeah. school. We actually... We also watched the Mel Gibson Hamlet. I was going to say that Mel Gibson Hamlet seems like the one that your English teacher probably would have preferred. Yeah. The only good Shakespeare movies are the ones that aren't actually, like, verse. Like, that are actual adaptations versus just direct. Uh, Like, She's the Man? Yeah. Or Ten Things I Hate About You. Oh, God, Ten Things I Hate About You. God bless Ten Things I Hate About You. Or Underworld Evolution. What? That's Romeo and Juliet. Wait, there's a... Underworld? And Underworld Evolution? Yeah. Because it's werewolves werewolves and vampires. They're the Capulets and the Montagues. It's literally... What? It's Romeo and Juliet. I'm not kidding. Underworld is a Romeo and Juliet adaptation. I was literally like, what movie is like a Romeo and Juliet adaptation? And I was like, what... I feel like this just came out recently, and then as I was typing in Romeo and Juliet adaptations, I remembered it's West Side Story. Uh Uh-huh, correct. Wow. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Oops. Oopsie. I will push back on you just a little bit. I'm not a big... Me? No, 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 Tierney. Uh, I'm not a big uh, Baz Luhrmann fan, as most people who are listening to this podcast know because I've complained about Boslerman, but I do think that his uh, Romeo and Juliet is awesome, and that keeps the verse. But it updates it, it, updates it in a different way. Yeah, I have... Uh, I think my English teacher ruined that one for me. Because um, he had a real problem with the fact that there was a gun instead of a knife. Fuck a off. Yeah, he also <laughs> sucked, so... <laughs> I didn't like him. Yeah, I mean, I hate him. <laughs> but he did teach, uh, this is freshman year, and he taught the formula of how to write every academic paper, and uh, yeah, set me up for life. And I worked in the writing center Good in college, guy. and you would have known how many people don't know did how to get, write an academic that paper. Yeah. That particular Turns lesson. Everyone. Yeah. So um. I give him that, even though it was probably just like my high school's curriculum that he just had to spew at us i'll credit him fine should we get into categories yeah sure category sexy bitch okay (laughs) what god nobody else here knows renaissance the beyonce album as as well as i do when did she talk about categories in Alien Superstar, she goes, category, sexy bitch. Sorry, ever since I saw that TikTok of the frog dancing, I can't listen to that song. Did I send that so, to you guys or no? Sorry, ever ever since I saw that TikTok of Juicy Fart, I can't listen to <laughs> <laughs> Both of you are the stupidest. No, <laughs> someone, did a, someone did a TikTok of a frog dancing to Alien Superstar, and it's all like, 
I see in my mind when I hear that I mean, song. All of the memes around Alien Superstar were incredible. Yeah, but I didn't like the frog. It kind of made me... Well, I want to see the frog. <laughs> I want to see the frog. Was, I'd like man, to see this the was frog. Like a year ago now. Well, find it. <laughs> was it the WB frog? No, oh. it was like a frog in a in like a <laughs> glass of water. It was like really freaky, and he was dancing. And I'm pretty sure he had tap shoes too. I really didn't care what? for it. <laughs> Are I you need to see this? What I'll watch this after the Burger King commercial. What upset you? Well, yeah, Tyrion and I have a little bit more substantial commitments, so yeah. I think you need to watch it. I gotta load <laughs> yeah, up my night. Like, that Burger King commercial's gotta be, what, 30 seconds long? <laughs> yeah. I think it was a Super Bowl ad, so probably. Oh, so maybe a minute? Maybe they got yeah. the full minute. <laughs> Tierney, <laughs> what were you more upset by? The frog dancing to Alien Superstar or Harry Styles as sushi? <laughs> Uh-oh. She just became ill. Listener, you Uh-oh, can't she, see it, but she just puked she, all over her phone. Tierney has left the podcast. She ran to the back. She's puking on herself. I had completely uh, put that out of my mind. Thank you very much. He to was our so listener, slimy. I gagged watching that, yeah. that uh, music video because it was because we all, so upsetting. We all happened to be together, and we all watched it together, and she was so not into it. Shimmering with slime. <laughs> Getting cut up to... This is really bad because I was also telling Colin today, um, I don't know if this has ever happened to you where you're in the middle of eating something and then you're like, I'm going to throw up if I take another bite of this, (laughs) where all of a sudden it just turns 100%. It happened to me eating impossible, like impossible burger sausages um, Uh -uh. to where I was like, oh God. And now even if I smell them, I'm going to throw up. And I thought about it hours after my lunch and almost threw up. (laughs) So... Way too sensitive. <laughs> I don't. Does that not happen to you guys? Where all of a sudden, just halfway through, you're like, nope. Immediately, no. Uh, no, I don't think so. It's, I don't think that's ever been a problem for me. I finish my meal every time, and if I don't, I get sad that I didn't. Does it ever? Okay, maybe not mid-meal, but do you ever like think of something that you've eaten regularly, and then all of a sudden, it makes you want to yak? Oh, like Pringles, sour cream, and onion? Because, yeah, I ate a sleeve of those once, and I never wanted to look or smell one again. That's mine. <laughs> Matt, is it, is it somebody you knew? Didn't they, like, this is only sort of related, but eat, like, an entire jar of Nutella? Was that My French teacher said <laughs> that her husband, one day, she was like, yeah, I mean, you really have to watch how much Nutella you eat, because my husband, one day, would just, like, wanted Nutella and ate a whole jar and then he had diabetes. And we were like, I don't know if it works that way. <laughs> I don't know if he caught diabetes from Nutella. I think maybe it was working its way there. It wasn't for pasteurized for diabetes. Yeah. I don't think you eat one jar of Nutella Just and your body's like, whoa, bro, bud, it's diabetes time. Here we go. I've been waiting for you to have a day. When you were just like, bring on the hazelnut. <laughs> and now, now is the time. Uh, I thought no, you were yeah. going to... Oh, go ahead. But I used to eat little packets. They were like packets. sample peanut packets. butter packets. 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 Little packets of peanut butter. And I ate so many of them that I didn't want peanut butter for years. And only recently have discovered, oh, yeah, 
the reason I ate all those little packets of peanut butter is because I fucking love peanut, peanut butter. Peanut butter's and fucking so delicious. Yeah. I'm back in the peanut butter game, baby. Oh, that's so fun. Remember when... Uh, eating loving spoon fills. Yeah. Yeah, I used to make peanut butter related things when we lived together. And you were always like, bitch, stop. I will not eat this. And I was like, fuck you, man. Peanut butter's the shit. I mean, I like straight peanut butter. Peanut butter flavored stuff. Pass. Take it back. <laughs> you wouldn't smash it. <laughs> Nah, would not would smash. Not smash. And a Mar- <laughs> Mary fuck kale vanilla chocolate peanut butter. Mary vanilla <laughs> fuck chocolate kill peanut butter. What? <laughs> I, I would not be quite the same, but that's okay. Anyway. You marry vanilla, you get something consistent that you can have day to day. I mean, chocolate. peanut butter's consistent. <laughs> No, peanut yeah, butter I, is say, too I think much. I would marry peanut butter, fuck chocolate, and kill vanilla. Of flavored things, I'm saying. I would kill vanilla, but I don't know if I'd marry or fuck chocolate or peanut butter. I'm not the biggest chocolate person. Dark chocolate, though? So good. Milk chocolate makes me no. want to yak. Oh my god, milk chocolate is better than dark chocolate. Are milk you crazy? chocolate makes my teeth hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's what's good about it. It's so <laughs> sugary that it ruins your enamel. <laughs> Dark chocolate's so much better. There's so much more flavor. Yeah, bitter. It's like if licorice was harder. Licorice? I don't even... I haven't even ever eaten. Let's Um, all agree that licorice fucking sucks. Like the cherry one or like the Santa's coal one? Both. (laughs) Both suck. I can't get it on board with both. I say both are stupid. Red vines suck. They're also not gluten-free, so I can't eat them. Licorice is from the devil for the devil. Uh, <laughs> I remember uh, my mother loves uh, Good and Plenty's, Ugh. which are like if yeah, if listener doesn't Mike and Ike's, if they were bitter, right? If it's yeah, so, it's just like Mike a gummy that's full of like that black licorice shit, which is foul. And I remember one time she was eating some of those, and I thought that they were Mike and Ike's. So I, like, grabbed a couple and just, like, tossed them in my mouth and then immediately spit them back out. And I was like, what is this? (laughs) I spit out out my fair share of of, uh, good and plenty in my time. Just, like, a gummy wad in my hand. And, like, desperately searched for a garbage can. Ugh. Uh, so, A Brother, Where Art Thou uh, was the movie that we watched. And uh, that's, I think, all we have to say. Yeah. About categories. That. I honestly don't remember most of the categories. So, let's, let's well, see. Well, one of them was What's... the Zoom name. <clears throat> Zoom name. Yeah, uh, before you forget. I just I was feeling particularly lazy and I was running late. And so, it's I didn't put a lot of thought into it. But, uh, Oh, Brother, Where Fart Thou. Um. All right. <laughs> yeah, not your best work, but certainly it's something. Is um, it something? <laughs> Arts and farts and crafts. Arts and farts and crafts. Would we watch this on a plane? I say, hell yeah. I did watch this on a plane. Hell, I watched oh, this shit, on a plane. You did it. Look at you. From LA to Portland, I was like, let's go, baby. I had exactly like two hours. It fit perfectly. I watched it start to finish, finished right before we landed. It's a great movie. Saying, uh, I feel like airplane. it's pretty inoffensive for an airplane movie. Yeah. I was a little uncomfortable about all the KKK people that were on screen for an entire scene, but they get slapped with a giant flaming cross and die, so I thought it was okay. 
But uh, uh, when you hang out on the set, <clears throat> I say, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. I would love to hang out on this set. Clooney, Turturro, and Tim Blake Nelson. Uh, do you guys remember John Turturro's character's feet in The Night Of? Why do you do this? <laughs> yeah, Why do you have to bring it up? Who the fuck asked for this? It's two in, in the course of like ten minutes, man. I know. What is wrong with you? No, what but I, I do remember Turturro from the same birthday, which is a lot more happy. John Tatierney. Tatierney. Then John Tatierney. Fucking feet. Oh. God. Uh, it's so foul and awful, but I think I never hated it quite as much as you guys did. So it's it's fun for me to remind you of it. I just hated how much time they spent with they them. They so were so much time for no payoff. They may have been the protagonists of the night. Of, I think. <laughs> Those feet really had an arc. Or should I say an arch? No, I don't think they did. No. I think he was I pretty flat footed. <laughs> mostly I just case. remember the nails. Uh, tattoo ideas, that's another one. Um, I feel like a little can of Dapper Dan. The beard? Oh. Just the beard? Oh, a giant uh, beard. Just a big beard. No, 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 uh, like, like just tattoo beard. of the beard. Like, yeah, on not, your skin yeah. and neck, on your chest. <laughs> not on all your the, face. All the way just down. Just like a little one somewhere. No, big one. Just all the way, to, yeah, just like a full neck tattoo. God. <laughs> neck beard, but a literal tattoo neck beard. It's like Mona Lisa's eyes when you move, the beard follows <laughs> too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I do like the Dapper Dan idea. That yeah, I think that's probably the best cute. one. Or I mean, the cow on the roof. Or just like the three of them as like little cartoon characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's... Oh, what what character would you want to play? Probably Delmer. Mm. <laughs> I think I'd have the most fun with him. Him or... Yeah, I think him probably. I'd probably have the most fun with Everett. But yeah, I think you would. also Delmer would be fun. Yeah. Um, uh, everyone will be fun, on, but man? I think you can do the the like lyricality of his lines better than I could. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be. I love more. that he's a know it all. I think that's such a funny act. Like Odysseus was a know it all, and I love that Everett is just a know it all who makes up stuff sometimes too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, see there. It's well, always Pete, teaching a they're lesson. Uh, electrifying the valley. The South is gonna change. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I don't have a strong preference for who I would like to play, so I guess I'll just uh, be Pete, and that can, we can be the trifecta, <laughs> the three of us. We should dress <laughs> up as Everett Pete. I guess that's... Yeah. <laughs> we should dress up as Everett Pete and uh, and Delmer for Halloween one year. Halloween. Does that mean I have to shave my head? It sure does. <laughs> yeah, them's the rules. You have to carry around a toad in your pocket. Them's the rules. And go up to people at parties and say, they turned him into a horny toad. This movie, I think those are all the categories. Listener, if we forgot one, let us know. It was nominated for two Academy Awards. Original song? What the? There was no original song. Fuck. Okay, well, at least it wasn't a category. Uh, writing? Was it mm-hmm. editing? Ad- adapted screenplay. Adapted screenplay. And cinematography, and VB's? Cinematography. Because oh, yeah. it's a Deacon's. It's a Deacon's joint. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Naturally. And it looks incredible. 
It does. Like, all that money that they spent movie. on color correction, good job by you. Yeah. I love it so much. I love the movie, top to bottom. I think my favorite thing about Coen Brothers cinematography <laughs> is it's not fancy. It's so good you don't notice it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then... It's consistently beautiful. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, seems more real and not, like, like a super showy to where it almost, like, takes you out of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I did, I had totally forgotten about, like, the transition in the, in the beginning and the end where it, like, starts, kind of, like, more black and white and then kind of gets to, like, the sepia-ish. And then it's, like, that really, like, yellow film for, like, the entire thing. Yeah. But then at the end, it does go back to that, like, black and white. Um, which is just, like, a really small touch that is really cool. Yeah. It, like, illuminates this time that feels very black and white and old-timey. Oh, also, Stephen Root. Oh, yeah. Very funny as the the radio (laughs) guy. Definitely problematic. But that character, ridiculous. I had forgotten almost everybody in this movie other than the three main characters. And so when I was watching it last night and, like, the opening credits were happening and it was just, like, popping up all these names, I was like, Jesus yeah. Christ. Like, it's a Coen Brothers it's joint. So, of that course bench they got a sack so cast. deep. Like. Deepest bench. <laughs> yeah. It's a surprise Buscemi wasn't in it. He must have been busy that day. Yeah. <laughs> that, that one day they needed him for whatever role. <laughs> they filmed this entire movie in one day. We also read on Wikipedia. Uh, that's it. That's Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? We did it. We done did it. We're back. We made it to season we're three. We're back, everyone. baby. Next week we're doing who's, who's pick. It's got to be yours. <laughs> no. All right. Let's do it. Uh, mine incoming TBD. <laughs> but we're in it. This is season three. Well, not even season three. Festival three. Festival three. Yeah, I feel like we. Twenty twenty two festival. You know, it's it's our uh, season three. This is our third season on the pod. Right, but we've got we've got like our other runs. But was, Kubrick wasn't a season, but it was right. a thing. Yeah. So this is like the third festival. Okay. <laughs> Listener, it doesn't matter. It truly doesn't matter. You don't care. <laughs> uh, what have you guys been up to since the last time we recorded? Give me a play-by-play oh. of literally everything you've watched, listened to, read. We're, we're <sighs> going for another, like, four hours while we just list off the things for the last two months. Not everything. I mean, I can I'm probably do list- everything because there's less than ten. <laughs> Wow, go for go first, Tierney. <laughs> okay, I watched Banshees of Inisherin. Fantastic. I so did I. I loved it. One of my favorite of the year. I think Barry when Keown. When did you see uh, it, Matt? A couple weeks ago. Tight. When did you see it, Tierney? Um, Mid October. I say you saw it early. Chicago. Mm. Yeah, I saw it at oh, the right, Chicago right, Film right, Fest. Right. Um, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, Carrie Condon and Barry Keown are incredible. Just And incredible. I'm going to flip a desk if Barry Keown doesn't win anything. Because his um, final scene is one of oh the most heartbreaking God. things I've ever seen in my oh. life. I, like, Just gut-wrenching. Colin Farrell and Brennan Gleeson 
are going to get are getting and are going to continue getting a lot of the recognition for this movie understandably so but when i walked out of the theater i was like barry and carrie baby like they were both yeah. so fucking good in this movie <laughs> and he does nothing but that a thousand no matter what bit part he plays that i want him to actually like get something um Okay, then I also watched See How They Run, which was fun. Mm. Fun. Um, I watched RRR, which was also very fun, uh, thanks to Friend of the Pop Jim, who is not a listener, as he made very clear. Um, <laughs> I read... Oh, I uh, started watching Peaky Blinders, but then got sidetracked. Uh, probably go back to it. Um, mostly because I wanted uh, some sand meal content <laughs> that I hadn't seen before. Um, I watched White Lotus... Um, Hell yeah. Thought it was pretty good. Did you watch both seasons, like, recently? Or had you watched season one and you just watched season two? Yeah, no, I watched season one when it came out. when it came out? Okay, I couldn't remember. I just was like, I don't know that two is going to be any good. And then I finally watched it. Uh, Which, my Mm. sister said there was a Shostakovich soundtrack in it, which got me to watch it. And she was fucking wrong. Wow. Oh, shit. I know. Triggered I'm gonna fight her for it, and then I read. Well, shout um, if, if Shay is listener this week, shout she out to her. Listen. Shout out to her <laughs> for giving us. She listens uh, if I tell her to. Well, you can tell her or not tell her, but uh, shout out to her for f- telling us how to get you to watch something. Yeah, uh-huh. we'll just lie to your face <laughs> to get you to watch what we want to watch. <laughs> and we're like, "What the fuck, man? It wasn't there." Be like, "Oops, my bad." Guess <laughs> no, we forgot to the COVID again. About it. <laughs> It'd been recommended. People have been talking about it. I was like, I guess I'll watch it. Um, but I timed it perfectly so that I'd never... I think I only had to wait, like, two days for the last episode, yeah. which was wow. great. Because uh, it was a long two days. Um, and then I read Apples Never, Never Fall by Leanne Moriarty, who I think did Big Little Eyes. She did. Um, mm. It was okay. Uh, California History, also okay. I didn't actually... Mm. I wanted, like pre-settler history and it was like mostly post-settler and I was like Meh. except for the prologue so I like the prologue a lot um, that was a good noise though it was a really nah. good <laughs> <laughs> nah. um, I read letters to a young poet which my sister recommended which was pretty good and then I read Foster which uh, is by Claire Keegan and it is a novella so it is a hundred pages long and it is perfect it is absolutely perfect. Oh. She did small things like these that came out um, like a year and a half ago, and that was also incredible. But this one is like even better, and would recommend. It is it makes me feel the whole spectrum of human emotions. Um, oh. Anyway, that's all I have. That's it. Um, I'll go quick. I've mostly just seen movies. I also watched White Lotus, and I thought this season was really fun. Um, I watched Banshee's Image Sharon. I uh, watched, oh my God, The Fablemans, uh, the new Spielberg movie. I thought it was good. <laughs> just good. Just pretty good. Um, uh, listener, not listener, Jim hated it. <laughs> Truly hated it. hates it so much. <laughs> I'm sure I would be with him if I ever here. watched it. <clears throat> We'll see. Yeah, no way you're going to watch it now. So thanks, Jim. Uh, the menu. <laughs> but there is uh, there, there is a Shostakovich 
song. So. There is. There actually isn't. It's not going to work for me. Of... But I do know that he plays <laughs> piano concerto number two in Bridge of Spies. That I do know. I think there actually is Shostakovich in it. Because she plays piano. And so? they like, make a big deal about it. She says it's a Shostakovich. So you got to watch it now. You're such a liar. I'm not a liar, I swear. Um, and then The Menu, which is a really sharp satire and very funny. Um, I also watched Stutz, the uh, Jonah Hill therapist mm. documentary that he made. It was cute. It was pretty, I mean, it was also like very informative and helpful. Uh, and the point of it, as Jonah Hill says in the movie, is to like get these tools to other people because they helped him so much. And it, they're pretty good tools. This Stutz guy knows what he's talking about. He seems like a cool dude. Um, and that was pretty good. And I thought I saw something else, but now I'm forgetting. So, um, I, go, I don't know. I guess that's it. We're rewatching Breaking Bad, and spoiler alert, it's great. I that's it. don't think... I'm sure if someone paid me enough money, I'd rewatch that show, but... I would it's not thrilling. rewatch it of my own volition. Yeah, I think every time I think about rewatching it, I think about uh, one very specific thing that happens towards the end of the the show. Hashtag motorbike. No, not even that. Uh, like that's rough, but like I can hang. But the uh, the stuff I that happens. I, yeah. With yeah uh, yeah, yeah. anyway yeah. Uh, yeah. That's I a, believe I was watching that episode at the gym and had to get up and. I was on a stationary bike and I had just had I just got up off yeah. the bike and <laughs> yeah. took a lap around the whole gym. Extremely just left tough my hang. iPad on, <laughs> yeah, so. on the bike. <laughs> so every time I think about rewatching it, I'm like, but I really don't want to watch that again. So it's the name yeah, of the episode, though. Like we all had perfectly good warning. Oh no, we're talking about different things. Oh, I think I know what you're talking. I'm about. talking about Jesse's in the car. Jesse's in the car. Yeah, of course you're talking about box cutter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. I didn't. <laughs> I was going to say, there's no way Tierney ever would. <laughs> anyway. No, yeah. I, I feel like I'm Jesse's much in more car. inclined to rewatch Better Call Saul than I am to rewatch Breaking Bad. I'm it's a little more inclined fun. to That's rewatch sure. my butthole. Damn. Nailed it. Rewash it? Yeah, you should rewash <laughs> it if you think you need to rewash it. <laughs> Um, I think that's all I've been watching. That's it. We're going to see Avatar on Sunday. That's what we're going to do. Fuck yeah. How long is it? Four hours? Three hours and 12 minutes. Oh, I was exaggerating, but it ended up being real. (laughs) All the people who are complaining, here's what I will say. It's 10 minutes longer than Avengers Endgame. Nobody was fucking complaining about that. It's I was. Two minutes, it's two minutes shorter than Titanic. Fucking nobody is complaining about that shit. So, like... Also, it was. I'm, I'm not here for it, is what I'm saying. <laughs> like, What's I it in relation to Gangs of New York? Uh, I mean, yeah, longer. I think Gangs of New York is only, like, three hours and... Or uh, two hours and, like, 45 minutes-ish. Oh, Would a, Avatar 2 be a two-VHS set? I was going to say, it's a oh, two-disc yeah. set. Uh, my mission to you when you see it is to find the moment in Avatar 2 when they would do the break between VHSs. Okay. Um, I probably won't do that on Thursday on my first viewing, but on my no, second viewing, I you know I would just want to... Big Jim, give me everything you got. I want to let it wash over me. I don't want to think too much <laughs> about it. 
What if the new Avatar movie was just Sigourney Weaver's character from Holes, but blue? <laughs> okay. What if? Yeah. What if, Tierney? What if? <laughs> oh, my God. What if it was just Sigourney Weaver's character from a monster called the Blue? <laughs> Don't you know what you're doing to your father, Jake Sully? <laughs> Buttholes oh is so much better. Buttholes is so much better. Buttholes. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. But um, so much what better. have you been watching, Colin? I've mostly What's been trying to catch up on cool. movies. Um, I watched Turning Red, which I thought was pretty cute, but uh-huh. I'm still waiting for Pixar to like destroy me. And they haven't done that in a few years, so hopefully that comes soon. Yeah, I'm sure Elemental will be the one to destroy you. <laughs> I texted you. I saw a trailer for that. Finally, like I was in, a, I went to a movie and saw a trailer. And I don't know if the movie itself is going to be any good, but it looks amazing like the animation yeah is astounding um so that'll be fun at least uh i also saw banshees of inishirin thought it was really good i liked it more as i've like as time has gone on i've enjoyed it more than when i like initially left the theater so i'm excited to rewatch that um i saw black panther 2 thought it was kind of bad um what whoa yeah that's not what i I don't even want to hear it I don't even want to hear it. Look, man, the movie's there's there's too much going on. It's it's not it's not good. It's not coherent. It's I bet Namor's Avatar dope. is just like that. Namor is dope. I'm not engaging Tierney. Uh, <laughs> Namor is dope, uh, but a lot of the other stuff is just like not really working for me. Well, whatever. That's your opinion. It's wrong. That's just like your opinion, your opinion man. man. <coughs> Matt, Speaking. what if we just kept confusing Shape of Water and Avatar 2 to Colin the same way we do a single man and a simple man or a serious man to you? Like when uh, Jake probably, fucks that amphibian? I was going to say, there's yeah. probably going to be some weird sex stuff between... Uh, you know, different species. <laughs> Blue holes. Yeah, Sigourney I was gonna say between, Weaver. <laughs> between, <laughs> between different species in Avatar. So, I mean, it's got that going for it. And then just Sally Hawkins out of nowhere explains where the anatomy <laughs> pops out. <laughs> just a group of children, Avatars, Navi. But it's not even, it's, it's literally just like Sally <laughs> Not Sally, yeah. Sally Hawkins. Sally Hawkins in her like little sweat sweater and skirt. Yeah, and just Michael like, Shannon's exactly. decomposing finger. Yeah, and he's like, ah, oh, how the hell do I get to Pandora? Um, I saw Glass Onion, which is really fun, and I'm excited for other people to see it. Uh, <laughs> do you remember when I I've thought that great. was a Beatles feature? Yeah, Beatles I mean, documentary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not, but yes. <laughs> Uh, I rewatched Step Brothers on Thanksgiving. That movie's still yeah. really fucking funny. And when Tierney was talking about how she loved the Lion King so much that she wanted to be a lion, it reminded me of <laughs> Richard Jenkins. It's like, I wanted to be a dinosaur. <laughs> but that, that doesn't make any sense. You're a human. You can't be a dinosaur. <laughs> Quit being a fucking dinosaur and get a job. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, I also saw Fableman's Menu. I saw Bones and All. Good stuff. All oh, I, did. I saw that, too. Uh, 
the two I really want to talk about, not too long, but Tar is just outstanding. Tar is so, so good. That. Dope movie. Tar Somebody said it's a two and a half hour setup to the best punchline of the year, and I agree. The, yeah, <laughs> the end crazy of that ending. movie is so <laughs> insane and so perfect, <laughs> and I was laughing very hard. <laughs> it's also funny because of the reverse credits. Yeah. There's a credit in the beginning that you're like, huh? And you're waiting the entire movie to be like, why did they credit this one particular thing? And then in the final moments of the movie, you're like, oh, okay. Literally like That's the last wild. Like, 30 seconds of the movie. You're like, holy shit. Wow. And also, what an insult. Like a real attack uh, towards uh, that group. So, yeah. yeah great stuff see it and then the other yeah. thing i saw that i really want to shout out is after sun which oh, is uh a24 movie very small i don't know how many theaters it's in right now but uh it's astounding paul mescal is so good the little girl. power's thighs <laughs> that's what i want to know <laughs> uh not featured too prominently sorry god damn it <laughs> Pass. <laughs> Pass. No, just kidding. Uh, just kidding. I've heard it's devastating. It's brutal. Um, Damn. But well, well, well worth it. Like, I, it's truly one of the best movies I saw this year. Which is, like, I didn't wow. see many movies this year, so, you know, grain of salt. But it's pretty astounding. Um, and, like, the it's very, very, very different from Tar. Um, but I do think, like, the end of After Sun is very impactful in a similar way that the end of Tar is very impactful. Wow. Is it just, wow. like, two hours of Paul Mescal putting on aloe vera? Uh, no. But he... Uh, so it's, like, an hour and a half. So, you know, you can balance that out. Avatar's got your three and a half hours, but After Sun is only two and a half, like, one and a half, so... Uh, and he does. I thought that was apply... a good joke. Because <laughs> it's after Sun and he's uh, Irish. No, just aloe vera is after sun care. Um, but he does apply a pretty good amount of sunscreen to his daughter. So you got that going for you. That's yeah. not what I want. <laughs> anyway, go see After Sun or rent it on VOD whenever it's available, which is probably soon. Because as I texted you guys earlier, LOL, Banshees of Inisherin is already on HBO Max. <laughs> it's in theaters for like a month. <laughs> like, how dare you? Wild. I'm not mad about how, it. It's how just, dare it's you crazy. insult? It's crazy. That, I know. Like, that movie it might not just... be on HBO Max for long, considering they're taking everything off. Got him. So, oof. Got him. Yeah. Watch Westworld while you can. I think it's gone already. Don't watch Westworld. No, it, I think all those things that, they're, that we're talking about removing are going to be at the end of the month or towards the end of the month. I might binge season four of Westworld. Don't just do it. To complete Don't it. do it. You can't do it. I watched three seasons. I, I think I need to. You got to give up. You got to let it die. I, I need just want to wanna see if anyone's storyline. You got to let the past it. die, Matt. Kill it if you have to. Damn, that's a good line. Good job. <laughs> I want to watch Twin Peaks, but... I don't. I need to be able to crush all the seasons in the one week trial for Paramount, and I don't know if I can do that. Uh, the tall yeah, order. Speed. But isn't Paramount like four dollars a month? Like, can you shut the fuck up? Can you just like Whoa. spend four dollars in just one month and then cancel no. 
Got him. Got him. You tell him what fur. <laughs> what fur? It's mink, actually. I'm the damn paterfamilias. I've finished. <laughs>